Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Appointment Plus Radio. My name is Dave Sherman, and I am thrilled that you have decided to join us today for today's recording. I am thrilled to have with us today a very dear friend of mine. I know, I know. You're all saying, these are all dear friends of yours. Well, I want to get the people that I know are the bring the best content, but I also want to bring the people on that I can have the most fun with. And with this guy, I know I can have a little bit of fun with. I would like all of you to welcome Michael Goodman to the show today. Michael, say hello. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for having me on the show, Dave. I consider you a dear friend as well. Terrific. Thank you. I am thrilled to have you here. Michael is with a company called Revenue Kinetics, which stands for Money in Motion. And I'm sure that when you talk to people and say, you know, I'm looking for a sales guru. I'm looking for that one person who knows more about sales than anybody else. Michael Goodman's my guy. He knows more about this topic than just about anybody. And today I brought him on the show primarily because one of his areas of expertise, one of his many areas of expertise, is time-saving tips to help increase your sales. I don't care how big you are, I don't care how small you are, I don't care how successful you are, I don't care how young or old you are, we all get the exact same amount of time. And what Michael has come with, the reason Michael's come on uh, the show today is to give us a couple of tips and tools on how you can increase your sales while saving a little bit of time in the process. So I am thrilled, Michael, that you have decided to join us, and let's dive right into this. Cool. The, the first question I want to ask you is, how do I find out if someone is ready to buy my product quickly? Because, you know, we'll find people that, you know, they say, yes, I'm, I'm interested, but how do we do it faster so we can eliminate those that don't want to buy and close those people faster that do want to buy? How can you do that? What a great question that is. And if we're trying to move fast, and as salespeople, we must move fast to discover whether somebody wants to buy or they need to go away, uh, not because we don't like them, but because they're not going to support our financial requirements. Well, we need to find that out as fast as possible. I'll tell you what, motivation to action lives in the gap between what they have and what they want. I'll say that again if you're writing it down. Motivation to action lives in the gap between what they have and what they want, or really want to avoid. And so to learn as quickly as possible whether they are not, they're really a, a real buyer, early questions uh, to, the, to the buyer must be about what they have, what they want or want to avoid, and here's the key, their understanding of the difference between the two. And when they can articulate the difference to you between what they have and what they want, two things happen. You learn how important to them your product or service is, and, and a piece of magic happens. When they start bringing back to their conscious memory, their mind, what the difference is or, or how big that difference is, they get a physiological change in their feelings of how important that change really is to them. 
And when they answer those questions, they develop a level of trust for you that they didn't have even in your early moments in, in the conversation. So I like to ask them current, ideal, and delta CID questions as early as possible. It's really the PowerPoint in any sales call. And I'm going to share with you, Dave, that done well, this is the moment they choose to move forward with you more than their competitors. Okay, so can, quick question for you. You mentioned something about a delta question. Can you explain that real quickly? I, I use the term delta because there's a geeky streak that runs through me. Delta <laughs> is a scientific notation that really means difference. It's a measurement of the difference between what they have and what they want. And I'll give you a quick example. If you think about the last car you bought, before you bought that car, there were things that were wrong with it or things that you didn't like about it. You wanted something different. But until that gap between what you had with the old car and you, the time you chose to buy the new car, until that gap raised sufficiently, you didn't make the choice to go buy a different car. Realistically, if you can ask them to give you on a scale of 1 to 10 or dollars or some other metric, the delta between the car that they have and the car that they hope to have, that'll tell you how, how important a new purchase is to them. Got it. All right, so, you know, we've, we were talking about how you can find somebody who wants to buy your product more quickly. You know, through the process of whether they want to buy your product or not, you're going to have to eventually start asking them the harder questions. You know, those deeper questions that are, you know, are going to take a little bit more time. How do you build a relationship? Let me rephrase that. How do you build that relationship more quickly with somebody so you can get to these deeper questions? Because as you and I both know, you know, the relationship building process, you know, takes time. How do you do it a little more quickly so you can start asking those harder questions? That's a great, great question. For salespeople, our job is to develop relationships as quickly as possible so that they, they have a sense that they want to work with us or not. Every, every relationship in the world, whether it's a, a sales call, whether it's a, a personal relationship, like a marriage or boyfriend-girlfriend thing, your boss, your employee, or even your dog, they're all relationships are dependent on three things. They are trust, credibility, and interest. Now, if you're sitting next to some guy at a counter at a coffee shop, you might not need a lot of trust to have a conversation with that person, but you don't really expect them to reveal the combination of their safe or their ATM pin either, right? Right. The real... Right? So, so they're trying to figure out if you're going to be annoying or you're going to overwhelm them. Our job as a sales professional, whether it's a sales call or, or any other relationship, is to develop trust, foster credibility, and discover interest. And I'm going to go a little bit slow here. I want, I want this to be an important piece. The quick answers on how to achieve all three very fast for at least the first few moments of the prospecting or the initial call is that in three sentences you want to mention the value you bring to the customers you have, some names it's okay for you to use and appropriate even to drop, and then, and, and some people like to argue with me here, but if you give them some kind of permission to say no to you, you alleviate that whole um, fight-or-flight mechanism from the person you're speaking to. If I'm going to give you an example, and, and I'm just going to guess, I don't even know if these, these are customers of Appointment Plus, but if I were going to put it in an Appointment Plus sort of framework, I might say something like, Hi, prospect. 
I'm calling because for companies like Tony and Guy Hair Salons or Phillips and Lyon uh, Law Firms, we've been able to improve the convenience of scheduling clients, do it much more quickly and for a lot less expense, all of it under the control of both the client and the company. If I could do something like that for you, do you believe it brings you value? In that framework, when I mentioned the existing customers, that brings me credibility. When I talked about improving convenience or doing it quickly for less expense, those are what they may are likely to be interested in. And then when I said something like, that, if, I, if I could do something, would it bring you value, is a quiet form of permission for them to say no to us and alleviates their stress that we're going to overrun them with our agenda. Does that make sense? Sure, it does. And it's, you know, you made the comment about, you know, that you're trying to build trust with people. And, you know, that is something that I've always, I think you and I have had this discussion where I think it's hard to, you know, to build trust quickly with somebody. One of the things I think you need to do, it's a matter of developing a level of comfort, you know, where you feel comfortable with the person you're talking to. Because when you put the trust in there, I think it's a challenge. But as long as you make them feel kind of, you know, comfortable around you, so they feel like, you know, that they're comfortable, that's, that, that's got to help also, wouldn't it? It, it? That is that is one of the single biggest uh, things that you can do as the salesperson, and if you've ever wondered how to do that, it's really to start the whole call on the process, recognizing you're not there to beg daddy for money. You're there to service that, uh, that person. You're there to, for their agenda, not yours. All right, well, let me back up for one second, because, you know, we've talked about how to find somebody who wants to buy my product quickly and how to develop the relationship quickly. I want to take a step back for a second, and, you know, obviously, you know, as everybody knows, these, you know, each one of these recordings sticks around 20 minutes, so, Michael, you've only got probably about three minutes to, do, to focus on this. Can you give me a very brief overview of sales very quickly? Just, you know, because obviously... If, if people are going to want to be able to embrace what you're saying, I think they need to understand your, your ideas, your, your method, your process. So in about two or three minutes, can you explain to people you know, what your overview of sales really is? Um, I can. And in fact, I've kind of shared two of the primary points. It's based on three points off the get-go. And in about three minutes, I can tell you that the sales happen when the buyer's sense of what's in it for me is greater to them than the risk they take in buying it. So if you can think of a balance beam for just a second, when what's in it for me is, is on one side and the risk or the cost of buying it is on the other side, then, uh, then as the what's in it for me side drops, they're ready to buy. They can't do that unless they trust us or believe our offering is credible as a solution to their need. So in the first few minutes, when we give them some kind of permission to say no and we reference some other clients, that helps build our trust and that helps develop some degree of credibility. But when we ask the other set of questions I call current ideal delta or the difference between what they have and what they need, two things happen that are sort of magical. The one is they begin remembering all the reasons they need to make that change and then how much it hurts them not making a different choice that is staying with status quo. If you look at some people, their pipeline is all bloated because people never made a move at all. Well, asking them the difference between what they have and what they want or want to avoid allows them to build the delta to a, to a white-hot, uh, powerful, action-taking moment. 
So our job is to ensure that trust and credibility is sufficient. There are methods to speed that process, as we've talked about, and then to understand their need to the greatest possible level. When we learn how to ask those questions, and, and we do it skillfully, our closing ratio, Dave, will rise to around 70% plus. That means we'll be closing like two out of three sales in any qualified meeting. If you think about that for a moment, what would change in our lives if we could close right. two sales for every three prospects instead of, you know, what you normally see, one in three? Yeah, you know, it gives people the opportunity to, you know, to double their close rate, double their revenues, you know, obviously not double their profits, but, def you know, significantly increase their profits. Right? Yeah, and most more, more importantly, you do it in a shorter period of time because, as you mentioned at the top of the show, we only have 24 hours every day, every one of us. We have to maximize the use. It's in asking those questions and listening. You know, and you mentioned it, you know, you talked about that, you know, the idea of being able to, you know, potentially increase your sales, your closing rates up as high as 70%. How do you know when a buyer is ready to say yes? Now, I understand that there's buying signals. I get that. So, you know, they teach that in, in sales 101. If they start, like if you're shopping for a car and I ask, does this car come in red? That's a buying signal. But I'm assuming that that's, for, that's fine if you sell cars. But if you sell microchips or you sell commercial cleaning or you sell massage services or something like that, it, it's not that simple. So how do you know when a buyer is ready to say yes? Uh, <laughs> you used one of the greatest examples. And I have to share with you, I am old enough to have spanned the transition from the old selling style to the new selling style. I learned sales from Tom Hopkins years and years ago, who was a great real estate trainer, well-known, globally known. Uh, sure. He lives here in the Valley. And, and his line was, if they ask if the car comes in red, your response should be, if I can get it for you in red, would you buy it today? Which, right. <laughs> right? Converts it to a closing question. Um, right. And that's really the essence of sort of the old style and no longer used because it, because it costs trust more than it helps. There, there were complex and overbearing closing techniques that would never be acceptable in any business environment today and certainly not in most consumer environments. Uh, so that really the easiest way I know to, to find out if they're ready to buy is simply to ask them. And, and I have a handful of questions I like that I use on a regular basis. What would you like me to do next? Doesn't push, doesn't drive, but it tells you where they're at. Anytime you ask a buyer to do something and they move forward with you, they're still with you. Anytime you ask a buyer to do something and they don't move forward with you, that's effectively the same trial close that that red question was, but it does it in a way that's graceful and dignified for the person. And so I simply ask. Um, the other thing is, if you listen, and I mean really, really listen during the current Ideal Delta question set, you will be able to ask what the cost of not having that solution is. And if you know you can create a solution for their motivation to buy, um, you're pretty much there. If you have a 10 times value against what their what their uh, uh, cost is or their need. That is, it, I'm going to charge you 100 bucks, but the solution you're looking for is $1,000. I'm going to give you not a 10% return on your investment, but a 10 times return on your investment. And when you know that you have a 10 times return for the buyer, that's really kind of a big deal. That's, that's a deal that 
is well qualified and will likely close. You know, the other thing, as you mentioned, you know, where you ask them where they are. You know, I also think it's important to point out that that's also good on the, on, you know, we're talking about to find out where they are to see if they're ready to close. But there's other times where you need to ask people this question because it's possible that they might not be interested, but they don't know how to tell you. You know, how many times does somebody say, I'm really interested, call me in a month because they don't have the guts to tell you today that they're not interested. I remember when I used to sell advertising at the New Times, I used to tell people, and this was before, you know, this was before, uh, this was before you know the real cell phone range. This was before email. This was before all of this. I used to say to people, you know, it's okay if you're if this doesn't work for you, that's fine. Just let me know, and right. they would. So I think by getting to know where somebody is makes it very important for the sales process. Not only that, but by asking and respecting where they are, you're really building your trust relationship with them. Yeah, so even if they're not a qualified buyer, they're far more likely to be a referral partner or a buyer in the future. Very true. So let me throw in one last question as we're starting to get towards the end of our time. You know, we've talked yeah. about time-saving tips on how to increase sales. You have, what else can you tell us on how I could sell more products faster? Because plain and simple, that's the bottom line. I have X amount of products that need to be sold every 30 days. How do I sell X faster? Share with our audience your knowledge. You know, Dave, I'm going to give you something that I've only ever shared before in a paid class. Um, I'm going to share something that I don't normally do on podcasts and, and such, but I, but I, I, it's so apropos for you. I wanted to, I want you to have this. The reality is that when I have a, li a lot of buyers in one area, I have a much higher degree of influence in that area. So if I could schedule all of my appointments in a place where I had influence density, that's a big term, influence density. That means I have a lot of people who know me, respect me, trust me, and like me in that area. My credibility and my trust levels in that neighborhood are going through the roof. So what I used to do when I was scheduling my appointments was I used uh, an appointments plus kind of system, and I, I would pick a coffee shop or pick a, a place and I would set up my appointments in that area, and I would pick two or three locations in the city where I had some influence density. That was a lot of people who, could, who knew me, who had the likelihood of knowing my buyer that I was talking to, my prospect, and, and could be a referral source. Um, and I would schedule my appointments in those places and try to find my prospects from those neighborhoods, and then I could grow in concentric circles from there. And that's the fastest way I know how to sell my products faster. Just plan on specific times to be in areas and fill up your appointments in those areas. It's, it's, the crazy part about it, Michael, is, you know, people, there's, there's, you can't go into a bookstore without seeing, you know, shelves and shelves and shelves of book, books on sales. And when I asked you how do you sell more products faster, your answer was relatively simple. How do you, is it really that easy? Is it really that simple? And why does it appear that so many people are trying to complicate it? Um, this is, there's a, there's, this is a very complex question. You, so you asked me two questions. Is it really that simple? Is it really that easy? And, and the answer is, yes, it's that simple, but it may not be that easy. 
And the difference, and this is a different construct, but the difference is the perception of conflict and my level of comfort with it. The biggest problem we have in the world of sales and why people think it's a big deal is because we, are, we grow up with the notion that asking people for money is bad, it's wrong. And to do that makes us a bad person and it triggers our sense of value or, or self-worth of not being good enough. And so we come up with all these crazy constructs, but the reality is if we're selling something that we are passionate about or we feel good about that doesn't violate our own value structure, then what we're really doing is helping people. And if we can get past the notion that, that a job in sales is about begging daddy for money, convincing, manipulating, forcing people to buy, and really what it's about is serving people, then not only do our sales go up, but the joy in our heart goes north. It, it, we, we grow because we're caring about people. And it's how we're architected. So I, I'm, Got it. it hit me on a passionate point there. That's a big deal. Good. Well, well, I'm glad I brought it out because I wanted to make sure you had the opportunity to share that. Well, Michael, I want to thank you so very much for coming on the show and sharing with us your knowledge. Um, I am sure that there are people that are listening to this that are saying to themselves, you know, this guy's got a lot of knowledge. I would like to learn a little bit more. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, Michael, how would they do that? You know, um, easiest way is Michael at RevenueKinetics.com. My, uh, my website has all my contact information on the front of it. That is Revenue Kinetics, K-I-N-E-T-I-C-S, Kinetics, uh, RevenueKinetics.com. And I'm, I, I love talking about sales. Terrific. Even, yeah. Well, you know, besides, you know, one of my favorite subjects besides sales also happens to be appointment setting. And for those of us, had you like that transition? That was how smooth was that transition? <laughs> uh, as you all know, this, this program is presented and sponsored by Appointment Plus. Um, appointment Plus, we are the premier 24-7 online appointment scheduling software. If you are a business that lives and dies by appointments, you need online appointment scheduling software, and that's what we provide you. We help, we help you make it possible to start booking more appointments so you can close more sales by including that little Book Now button on your website, on your social media pages, on your emails, and just about everything else. Imagine the impact on your business if people had the opportunity to book more appointments with you 24-7. Um, you know, just like Michael said, you can close, you know, he gave you a couple of tips and tools on how to close, you know, basically twice your amount of sales. Imagine being able to do that with twice the amount of appointments. You're starting to see, you know, how this can impact you. So if you are one of these businesses that could, is saying to yourself, you know, I could use more appointments, you need to reach out to us and let us show you what our software could do for you. As Again, my phone number, uh, not again, but my phone number for you to reach me is area code 480-483-1199, extension 182. Again, 480-483-1199, extension 182. I will answer all your questions and we'll see if Appointment Plus can do for you what it has done for over 8,500 of our customers. Michael, I want to thank you again for being here. I greatly appreciate it. Folks, make sure you uh, listen to more of our recordings coming up. We've got lots more great information for you coming on Appointment Plus Radio. We will look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks again, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.